The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! So our uh, our wonderful representative, Lauren Boebert, seems to be uh, going down with the ship with Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley like the fucking band on the Titanic there. She is not changing her tune, and I, I'm embarrassed to be in her district here in Colorado. Well, how did, how did we end up in the most liberal state in the union? And we're one of only two QAnon-believing Congress people. That's how did phenomenal. how did how do you square the circle of that in Colorado? Two like, words, Grand Junction. The junk. <laughs> yeah, the junk. You get the enough. You get enough people who can't read and love meth in one area, one voting block. You can make a big difference. Grand Junk Railroad, dude. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, they're bad people. Um, and Lauren Lauren I'm writing a, that down. Not, not a good person. She's just not a good person. And the fact that there was like local community businesses here that will remain unnamed that um like did fundraisers and she's clearly unhinged. She's been unhinged. She's been arrested a number of times. For, like, I bet she's a- on hinge. <laughs> She's on hinge. Is this like the three amigos? He's in famous. That's better than famous. That's better than famous. Uh, but it, it just, it's really, it's an embarrassment. It's like a, it's like a scarlet letter on the state is that we have her. Uh, she should be in Texas or Alabama or Kentucky yeah. or somewhere else. Yeah. Why is she here? I have it's no idea. I had a friend ask me, hey, have you, have you, on the day of this Capitol Hill insurrection, we're like, hey, have you contacted your congressperson and your senators? I was like, I wrote my senators, but um, I'm not sure if you know that our congressperson is Second Amendment Barbie, so I don't think she's going to listen. Yeah, she's yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's at the, dude, that commercial she put out was hilarious. The green screen nightmare? She green screened, and then she stops, and she starts walking down the streets of, I'm wearing a gun. And it's funny, because she's definitely not in the bad... She's She thinks she's in the bad parts of D.C., but she isn't. Like, the people that know D.C. are like, she's walking in, like, in the middle of the suburbs. But if she went to, like, the hood, (laughs) she's clearly, like, back carrying a gun. Yeah. That gun would be in her face and her purse would be taken within the time she got down a block. You know, you can go to Trader Joe's. That's Yeah. Oh, you're real tough at fucking Trader Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. Some Thai bistro. I'm at, but like go go to Popeye's on Colfax. Mm -hmm. She goes to Nordstrom Rack. (laughs) You know? <laughs> That's the discount Nordstroms. And um, I don't I don't care how fast she thinks she is with that little pistol of hers if she's one of those people that really keeps up on it. If you fucking took a swing at that chick, she turned into a pink mist in like five seconds. She's like 90 pounds. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a, a tiny itty bitty. Pick man. her up and throw her over the fucking Washington Monument. <laughs> <laughs> but you know she rocks a 350 dually and fucking extended cab. Oh, fucking you know King this James son? Ranch. I heard oh, Special edition. Disgusting. <laughs> she's got the Bible carry compartment. That was extra. Mm-hmm. That oh, was extra. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if she has like fucking verses. They sell extra slides. They sell aftermarket slides that have <laughs> psalms and shit on them. I'm like putting a fucking Bible quote, especially something like from the the New Testament. <laughs> 
something about Jesus on a gun may be the most antithetical fucking Super stupid weird. thing in the world. Wasn't thing. that the the like? Wasn't that a peaceful thing? That whole Christian thing. I, I can't don't, imagine. I'm trying to Jesus packing heat. I don't it doesn't know. Doesn't seem like his style. The guy Jesus that works in my kitchen definitely packs heat. No, there's some Jesus <laughs> wash dishes around here. That is so crude. So racist. That's so crude. So yeah. racist. We apologize. Such is the real. Yeah. So yeah, this is the whiskey reel, everybody. Welcome back. Hey. To my left is Mr. Bobbeth Van Noys, heir to the Van Noys family bitchwater fortune. Oh, I can't wait. Roving Gashman. If my Aunt Tifa will ever die. Lover. Get it? Nah. Fighter. Drink all nighter. <laughs> Bobby Van Noyce. Thanks, buddy. Uh, to my left is Sir Antonio Branderas, the general manager of the multiverse. The multiverse now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the I, multiverse. I was promoted. I want six Brandises all fighting for, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the one, that terrible movie, The One with Jet Li, <laughs> where he had to kill himself in every other universe to make himself stronger. Oh, that is a... Deep dive. I want that, but I want it with Brandis. That would be so. What, what is the what is the Earth seventy two Brandis like? I am my own crisis of infinite Earth. <laughs> Bizarro Brandis. Bizarro Brandis. <laughs> Bizarro Brandis wants Bud Light. <laughs> Jesus, right? That would be Bizarro Brandis. Drinks box wine. Yeah, that's what's up. I'll fuck with some box wine, dude. I will too. I get down. Depends on the box. That's what's up. Just like the ladies. And uh, to my left is uh, our producer. Uh, that's that's what we call him. He produces. This is uh, the Irish assassin, uh, the human dolphin. Don't ask me why. This is one Mr. Sean Moriarty. I do breathe from a hole in the back of my head. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Boseman. Il producto. I, I hate Chadwick Boseman because I love that man so much. I feel like I'm insulting him by no. just existing. So, <laughs> and conversely, the Whack Panther. The Whack <laughs> the Panther. Whack Panther. I am the... I, yeah. I'm gonna. That's my Halloween costume now. I love it. <laughs> the Whack Panther. I'm just gonna wear. I'm gonna be a white guy with dreads dressed as the Black Panther. Well, that's the Whack Panther. Il Producto brought some whiskey today. Yes, I did. So I went to Star Liquors. By the way, uh, we have resolved. I'm. I'm deciding it right now. We have to buy our booze from Star Liquors from now on because they are the only local outfit that. A, has that amazing of a selection, and B, followed us on Instagram. So now that they're friends of ours on social media, I feel like we owe it to them to shout them out and get stuff from them. It is a burgeoning relationship. And I know that that creates issues because you guys are fucking not on that side of town. So just fucking Venmo me the money and I'll go pick up whatever you want. Right. Fair, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm not driving up Florida. So we got J.H. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're never, not never again. Not Florida sucks. Uh, this is J.H. Cutter Whiskey. Whiskey with no E from AP Hodling & Co. If you don't know who Hodling & Co. is, they are the distillery that makes uh, Old Potrero, which we, I don't think we, have we actually talked about? Did we finally do yeah, it? Yeah, you bought a bottle. Yeah, That's right. Bought we bottle. bought a bottle and we brought it. They make uh, Old Potreros, their biggest one. Uh, they are also the location of Anchor Steam Brewing. Um, they're one of the oldest breweries, um, definitely on the West Coast. They're the yingling of the West Coast. They were the ones that yep. were, have been around for mm-hmm. way longer. Um, so what do we think, boys? I tasted this and I was like, I didn't really taste much on the attack with regards to sweetness or that much of the char on the barrels. It, my very first taste was almost nothing besides heat and a little bit of corn. But as I've been drinking it, I'm getting a little bit more of the sweetness. Uh, the heat it gets a little overwhelming um, after a few sips. This is something I take a sip of every few minutes, not something I can just keep chugging. Uh, but I really want to know what you guys have to say about it. It's a warmer for sure. It warms you right to your belly. And uh, I think it's – I think I like it more than you guys possibly just from our previous discussions as we were getting ready for the show. I think it's a really nice sipper, especially neat. 
I wouldn't. I don't think I want to dilute this whiskey. Mm. Oddly enough, mm. I think it might open up and give you some more character. But this is a really good, neat whiskey for me. I mean, it's a nice sipper. Yeah, I, I definitely think it. I don't think dilution would help this. I think it would literally water it down, which literally is what dilution is. But it would like theoretically water the flavor down. Um, I said like when I taste this, like it has a prologue and an epilogue, but no book. Um, mm-hmm. it, I feel it on the attack. There's sweetness on the attack. There's an ephemeral lift on the back palate, but mid palate, it kind of disappears. It kind of just, it like, f- like phase shifts, like Bobby on new year's. It just <laughs> disappears and appears in different locations on my palate. Um, but it comes in hard. It disappears and then immediately turns into vapor in the back of my it's palate. It's Nightcrawler. It's yeah. Banff. It's Banff in and out. It's Kurt Wagner. <laughs> I am Kurt Wagner. Kurt the Munich Circus. I thought uh, I thought he was a great fucking nightcrawler. Alan Cumming, yeah, oh, yeah. he was Alan fantastic. Was perfect. I, th- I, w- I, that's that's the one character out of X Men that needs exploration. I don't need to see any more Phoenix. I don't need to see any fucking no, Rogue. Rogue's fine, but one note, Charlie. But I would definitely love to see Nightcrawler, dude. And you guys are yeah. from the generation. Nightcrawler was fucking huge in the seventies and eighties. He was on everything. Nightcrawler was the coolest character on that three-panel fucking side-scrolling X-Men game that was in every arcade that we played oh, yeah. in the eighties. He was all over the cards, the comic books. But then in the cartoon, I don't think they introduced him in the cartoon later, or no, not at all. Yeah, yeah, he's dope, and his um, maybe they've stayed away from him because of how like the the religious angle in his character. Yeah. He's very but, Christian. He's yeah. got all the fucking, you know. He's but for a movie, it makes it the ideal character to do. Be so into. dope. Uh, we just completely went into a off the rails tangent. whiskey. Wheel um, that's what's that's up. What uh, but I, but I, what did I don't know how much you paid for it. So I guess that would it be my, my nail in the coffin. Forty eight seventy seven, and that's after tax. I forgot to see how much it was beforehand. <laughs> uh, so I just checked my Wells Fargo. So it'll app. be like forty four or something like that. Yeah, probably. It's uh, it, yeah, and it was on the end cap. I. I always look at the end caps first because it's usually something that there's new and or not moving. And if yeah. it's not moving, I, I'm kind of interested, you know? Yeah. It, it, and again, this is not a bourbon. It's an American whiskey. American that whiskey. distinction, it did not spend two years in barrel. Speaking um, of which, you've seen an American whiskey spelled like a scotch whiskey with no E before? Or is that just a time thing? Because this recipe is from like the late 1880s. That, be, that might they be like back. it's grandfathered in. Because technically, you're not. I mean, it's more of a, a nod, nod, wink, wink. Speaking of. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Speaking of Monty Python, um, <laughs> but this doesn't have an E, and I think it's just kind of a nod to how old it is. I don't. Yeah. It has no bearing on it. I love the packaging of this bottle. I it's a it pretty bottle. The cork is cool. It's got like a ceramic top with a corked um, bottom. It looks bitchin'. It looks very vintage and very cool and hipstery. It's got an embossed uh, hodling and company sort of thing going across the top. It's dope. Yeah, I like. It and, and and it's a great. Like Bobby said, don't I? It's a great sipper. I don't even know if I really mix this. Or... I don't think I would. Um, and if I do, I'd probably want to do like a whiskey ginge. That, yeah. That would, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Just to fatten it up in the middle. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's a little lean in the middle. You may, you, know? you, you were saying not to dilute it. And then I realized it is so, like I said before, like it's crim, it's almost criminally unoffensive. Like I want a little bit of something to, to, to hit me when I taste it. You had fucking ice or water to this. Or you could fucking murder this bottle yeah. so fast and not even know what you did. Well, yourself. it disappears too. I just think from an enjoyment standpoint, if you want to get hammered, you can get hammered. But I, I would say at that, at that price point, that's probably not a buy for me. Like I could yeah. find something for a $50 bottle. I'll find something else. Oh, yeah. I'm not being shitty to the distillers or this no. is I, I like it. I'll drink it. But yeah, I wonder at, what the at ma- that price point, I could come up with something better. Laws. 
I, exactly. <laughs> if, you're, if your whiskey yeah. is $70 or more and it doesn't taste better than Laws, quit your fucking job. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I just, it, but it, it doesn't mean it's not a good sipper. It really is. Mm-hmm. But we're always trying to give you guys value. Mm-hmm. And to kind of put it in perspective from that angle, mm-hmm. you guys know whiskey, you love whiskey, and there's a lot of them that you can buy probably $10 cheaper that would be a little bit more bang for your buck, but it does not make this bad at all. Nope. Um, and it's a very it's a very different expression of what an American whiskey is. Mm. Like you have tin cup, which is kind of, I had almost put these at different ends of the spectrum. There you go. Um, tin cup, a little bit more mouthy, a little bit more, uh, got more mouth feel to it. Certainly Definitely. this doesn't have any of that. This is just, it's a laser beam. Bobby said it's a line drive. Same thing. It's, it's, it doesn't have a lot of peaks and valleys, but and it's very linear in flavor, but it, do, that doesn't make it bad. There's no. a lot of things like that. We like, it tastes exactly like whiskey. Yeah, exactly. It does. Oddly <laughs> enough, but it tastes better than, and stands out from the crowd of what we all can like know of American whiskeys. Generally, an American whiskey, we've gone, listen to back episodes, we've gone ad nauseum about what an American whiskey is and how it's not really anything. That being said, so many of them taste the fucking same. This one tastes better and way different than what we normally know as a whiskey. I don't usually equate American whiskey with something that involves finesse or involves like some sort of like expression of eloquence. It's more of like, you can't afford to be a bourbon. So you're an American whiskey. It's a blank can. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of money to barrel something for two years and then produce it. You're, you're not getting a return on your investment right away with American whiskey. You do. So I always equate it with people that can't afford to be a bourbon. Yeah. And can't afford the corn. They can't to, afford, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I just go, this is a fledgling company that hasn't been able to get a bourbon yet. So they're making American whiskey. Yep. And that's kind of not fair to them. I'm sure a lot of craftsmanship went into this. Sounds like a shitty market. Like to also like make your American whiskey until it turns into a bourbon eventually. And then have to like switch all of your verbiage and do a well, whole we have, different. We have a local distiller that. <laughs> Has <laughs> who Sometime, will remain? Sometimes un- you distill vodka first, and it tastes like moonshine, and then you make a gin that tastes like moonshine, <laughs> and then you make a whiskey that tastes like moonshine. Yeah, he loves corn. Love loves corn. Corn. <laughs> Corn's cheap. Yep. Corn's cheap. That's yep. that's last time I checked. Yep. So uh, we make a lot of it. I've also heard of vodka being filtered. Yeah, but that's that's a thing. Like seven or nine times. Yeah. So let me tell you something, bro. All right. You take your normal Smirnoff, you pour that thing through a charcoal filter like 16, 25 times. You got great goose. Why spend the money when you can spend 16 hours filtering this? <laughs> yeah, right. um, Why did you just sound like Carol's fucking uncle? Because this is my impression of anybody who I don't fucking like. <laughs> uh, so it would be we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the huge cultural fucking shit show that happened in our country wait this week the meeting wasn't it like a fundraiser i thought they called it a soiree <laughs> yeah it could have been the peaceful potluck that happened on <laughs> the stairs of the capitol building you mean the collection of absolute hogs yeah actually yeah. you mm-hmm. know what it was it was a hoedown yeah they it had fucking a fucking hoedown at bro. the capitol building. it's amazing you can have this big wide angle shot of so many thousands of people and not a single fuckable one in the bunch not one <laughs> not one why do you think they're angry <laughs> uh, so so first things first obviously we know that happened what happened at the capitol right i mean everything you know they yeah. stormed they stormed the capitol the the one of the most 
it's holy ground by virtue of America. And if you, if you're a fan of the constitution, which I am, um, outside of that three fifths part, we won't, we won't talk Ugh. about that. Um, but, but the rest of it's really nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, we had a rally two miles away from the Capitol. Trump held a rally where he incited a riot. I don't want to hear any discussion about whether or not there was incited. It clearly was. And then he, uh, you know, thought it'd be a great idea to leave it and go to the White House and hide mm-hmm. while all of his minion did the work. With his they, coked out son filming everything like, hey, everybody, my jaw's moving really fast and I'm talking about all the things that are happening because we're the best. That dude's fucked forever. That, yeah, he's nobody's jaw His kids are <laughs> fucked. Like Trump's fucked. He's going to go to jail. But his kids Kids might go to jail now, and Ivanka Ivanka worked her ass off to build her brand as herself, uh-huh. and attaching herself to a father, she has completely destroyed her legacy. Absolutely. Well, I think that last tweet she sent out will be what people remember her by, which is, uh, I'm proud of all these patriots, and then deleted the tweet because she realized that they're criminals. Um, mm-hmm. You can't break into a place, you can't break into a federal building um, and do that. You're a criminal. And that's why these people are being federally prosecuted. Yeah. This isn't a right. misdemeanor. These are They're well, catching federal charges. And they're, they're trying to cast this as the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not Don't that. Don't throw that tea in the ocean. They said, this is the same thing. I'm like, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, people died, some of them. Uh, lots of police officers were hurt, mm-hmm. uh, gravely. In mm-hmm. some cases, we watched Th- one of those chicks die on TV. Yeah, I mean on that NBC. was phenomenal, right? Like, holy shit, is that troubling? But you know, I, I, this is the one of the weirdest moments this country's ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm. I hope we never see anything like this again in my lifetime. Um, it, I, I, it took my breath away sitting yeah, and watching this. I just did you get a text? Did you get a text that was like, "Hey, are you watching the news?" I hadn't gotten one of those since I didn't feel this way since like nine eleven, mm-hmm. where somebody texted me or called. And this was two thousand one, so nobody texted me. They called my fucking dorm room and they were like, "Hey, turn on the news." And then everyone in the country is glued to the news if they're not actually out there, you know, fucking rioting and or fighting against the rioters, which we didn't see a lot of. It was very stark contrast to uh, all of the demonstrations that we've seen for the past eight, nine months than we saw. The, the the show of force was pretty much non-existent. Yeah, I, I mean, these guys kind of walked right in. They walked right the fuck in. There's actually video of some guys that at a certain point are just like this. There's cops just using their hands going, come on, like they're a, they're a Walmart greeter, just saying, go ahead, just go, we're fucked, just go ahead. And I'm like, you're not even doing... They're not even at least trying to like grab somebody by the heels and stop them. It's fucking. But hey, if they're all black and brown, use tear gas, use force, shoot rubber bullets, shoot real bullets. The mayor of D.C. asked for National Guard. She was declined it by the Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. She asked for help, knowing exactly what was going to happen. And Mm -hmm. they said no. So I can't blame her. However, the Capitol Police, uh, local law enforcement. Absolutely. You guys, you guys blew it. And um, unfortunately, you put a lot of your officers at risk because you blew it and one died. I'm so, hoping we'll see all of them as the uh, shift leads at Westfield Shopping Centers for, in the security department on the West Coast. No, I heard That's about all they can do. No, I heard they're working door at the Wild Horse. Um, so there's, there's, there, it, uh, look, man, I mean, what are you going to say, dude? Like, um, th- there was a riot that was incited. Uh, cops were taking selfies with the guys rioting. They were breaking windows. Barriers were opened for people, which is what you're alluding to. Um, this was a breakdown of, of defense from an onsite perspective is a breakdown of our democracy. Yep. And the fact that they're 
now backtracking and crying about how Antifa infiltrated and, oh, yeah. and that's why it happened. It is, you know, you literally have people while it's happening going, we're not being violent. And, and, and you can just smash cut to windows getting broken and people getting tear gassed and cops getting d- crushed by doors. And it's like, look, I, we've, Luckily, these people are getting arrested. I hope they continue. I hope law enforcement does their due diligence, finds these people one by one, and I hope there are some repercussions. But I'll tell you what, the Black Lives Matter movement over the last year has garnered 16,000 arrests. Mm-hmm. We're out about, what, 20? 20, 25. Thanks. Okay. And they had so, to go out and go one by one I, and only find the people that actually talk to the press. And I and I get it. Um, you know, it's it's hard not to think like Van Jones said, what if they dropped 30,000 Muslims and they rushed the Capitol? What would have happened? What if there was 30,000 black people and they rushed the Capitol? What would have happened? It's hard not to put it into that context. We don't know. It's all figurative. If 30,000 black people rushed the Capitol building, it would have been like the end of the fucking last samurai where a bunch of unarmed old samurai are riding horses and a bunch of fucking newfangled hand crank machine guns are mowing them down a hundred at a time. And honestly, that's what I wanted to see happen. Uh, All those people in my eyes, all those people that were storming the Capitol building, you don't register as a fucking human being to me anymore. You're a fucking traitor to this country. You're a traitor to decency. You're a traitor to uh, goodness. Is it an unreasonable line of reasoning (laughs) to think that this was completely racially motivated in the end. I mean, like as far as, and I don't mean the attack. I mean, they were doing what they were doing because they don't know how to count and they don't believe when that other people can. Yeah. So that all being said, I think the responses that we've seen, I think the uh, lack of uh, reaction during the fucking raid. I mean, this had to be kind of like racially motivated and you're right. Like the, any other brown people rolling into this mm-hmm. fucking Capitol building, they would have gotten mowed down. Yep. No fucking doubt about it. I think it all comes down to who's running the show. It's Don- Donald Trump said when there were Black Lives Matter protests right there at the Capitol building or at the White House, he says, get fucking people out in force and show them that, that we cannot, that we don't give a fuck, be mean, be bullies. But then when it comes down to this, He's also the shot caller and and he runs the his buddies in the DOD. They didn't want to pull his tiny orange dick out of their mouths, so they just did whatever he said. He made that call to not he was sitting there waiting, going, No, don't send him in. Don't send him in. I want to see this. I want to see this. We see him looking at uh in like a tent somewhere with his son, watching that TV like he's watching a horse race he's got money on. Mm-hmm. You know? There were people that were in the room with him that said he was very excited about the reaction. He was kind of self-aggrandizing the reaction that he got from the crowd. So he loved every minute of this. The thing I would back up and say is this though. Um, for me, it's almost like blaming the ants at the picnic instead of blaming the people who left the food, the table dirty. Um, I don't blame the ants. The ants are doing what the ants do. Um, these people are doing what they do. Now, are they personally at fault? Absolutely. And they will be held accountable, hopefully. Hope to God they don't get slapped on the wrist. But there's been a lot of CEOs and other people that have already lost their jobs because of this. Mm-hmm. What I would say, though, is you have to take it from the top down. Um, you can't incite a riot. So guys like Giuliani, Holly. Blackburn, all of Cruz, all of you people that are continuing to support this narrative of complete falsity. There is nothing. The difference is that I heard it put a really good way, which is um, when you look at things like anti-abortion, pro-life, you can go, you know what? They're Christians. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get why they're mad. You, When you look at things that you don't agree with, you can go, you know what? 
I get it. I get why they're upset about that. I don't get why they're upset. There's nothing to be upset about. They're upset because they lost. That's but but they're told Sean that they did it. Yep, and that's where the problem is. I understand if they think something was fraudulent. I I'd get mad if I got cheated, but they didn't. And the problem is they continued the narrative that they did. So it's the people telling them this that I hold highly accountable. Of course, mm-hmm. these people are just idiots. They're mindless chimpanzees that will do whatever their fucking benefactors tell them to do. Their God, their deity tells them to do. They'll do it. I hold him personally responsible, Giuliani, Holly, and all you people that extended this narrative of fraudulence. Tucker Carlson, all of you people are responsible. Um, You're the ones that are responsible for this. It's not the people on the ground. Now, they're going to be held liable. Mm -hmm. They're going to get prosecuted. Mm And I can hope, and I just hope, I hope the Dems grab their nuts and, and, and start throwing You're, suits out afterwards. I just had a thought that all these people that are getting arrested, because they are going now and, and arresting folks. I really, really, really hope that those people are kept in holding for a while mm-hmm. until after the inauguration. I don't want to mm-hmm. see any pardons for any of these fucking people, because he could literally pardon every one of them. He could, but it's tre- It's also tre- because of sedition rules and treasonous act. That doesn't the Patriot Act mean that we can take all these well, people's constitutional rights and throw them out the window if we want? Because I'm hoping that we. Can I mean, do that. I'm not a constitutional attorney, but uh, <laughs> but I play one on TV. But I, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I think there's because of where this action took place, there are going to be more extreme ways to to prosecute these prosecute these people. I think. But I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of all that. It, it, it's very, very murky. Um, that's the reason why that you know Twitter has banned Trump. That's the reason why where I think as a symbolic gesture for the Dems to say, oh, let's look forward. Let's not look back. He has to be held accountable because this is what happens. If there's nothing that happens from this, it, it's not going to stop it from happening again. Um, Sean, mm-hmm. you had a, a, the Hitler quote we were talking about before yeah. the podcast that granted now this extremes I, I and i'm not even one calling uh, trump hitler hitler was smart i'm not um, <laughs> i'm not one to say that about that guy but what i will say is what we're talking about when when you're talking about like and i understand your anger and it's a visceral thing where you're like i want to mow them all down i get that oh i, get, I don't want to mow them all down i just wanted to see them all get mowed uh, down. and it's hard not to say that and you're and you're probably not hurting darwinism whatsoever by doing so absolutely not but there probably are a lot of people there that are just simply uneducated confused people mm-hmm. uh, trump famously said i love the uneducated um, he said it after he was elected. He, those are my people, the uneducated, because they don't have any sort of critical thinking to be able yep. to discern an argument. Um, that be, like, but preventatively, if preventative maintenance worked, then nobody would commit murder. Yet we still have people mm-hmm. that commit murder and go and get the death penalty. I don't see a lot of preventative diplomacy um, for these people. I, I, I don't I don't think there's going to be a law enacted that's going to stop them from being stupid. No. There's the old saying, right? You can't fix stupid. You can't fix stupid. Can't um, fix and, stupid. and when it comes to this, and it's hard for me, and I've been talking to several people about this, it's hard for me, and I said it before on the podcast, it's really difficult for me not to think this all goes back to the fact that I hate brown and black people. Yep. I or, have, or at the very least, don't give a fuck about them. We, well, we, we, we yeah. I'll I, say this. They, they're not just stupid. We're in the middle of a pandemic. People are not working. People are struggling. They're not getting any fucking help. Thanks for the 600 bucks. No. You know what I mean? And there is one party and firmly in. 
Exactly. Responsible. Exactly. And what these people are is scared. Scared monkeys in cages off. and people are rattling the cages. Exactly. Did and I just so, finish your sentence again? It's okay. God damn it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. We had a pre-podcast uh, meeting about that. It was but interesting. I- <laughs> we should have recorded that and made that a $100 premium piece of content is just – me and Aaron yelling at each other. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> it, it was fascinating. <laughs> As a social a social experiment. Well, the, the, I bet you Bobby guys were was like watching a couple it. of twenty eight days later monkeys. No, you were watching it. You were watching us yelling at each other, going like, "This is exactly how all my relationships failed." <laughs> you no, know, I did. It, it actually provided me a lot of perspective. No, he actually said that under his breath. Is I hate my ex wife. Right in the middle of you and me arguing. That's what he said, oh. which is weird. Oh. Sorry, uh, go on. I don't hate her. No, I think I was finished. But like, oh, sweet. So I mean, the and the, the I've heard a lot of this calling for um, we need to move on and move forward. And the quote that uh, that Aaron was talking about, a gentleman named Mark Jacob at Mark Jacob sixteen on Twitter tweeted something, and I thought it was the most important thing that I'd read. And while we're not necessarily comparing how terrible Adolf Hitler was to Trump, the historical comparison is very important here. And it says in 1923, Adolf Hitler led a failed coup. He was treated leniently. Germany moved on. A decade later, he was a dictator and the worst disaster in the history of the civilized world ensued. And in 2021, when the president of the United States leads a failed coup, we must not move on. And so that is my I was like, that sums up my whole position on why we shouldn't move on. And then I also see I have some family members that are very Christian. I'm seeing the more Christian people. They're not saying pro-Trump things or anything. They're like all saying, hey, we need to stop being so divisive. This now more than ever, we need to come together. And, and, and I think about that. And then I think about the way that our immune system works. And I think that, hey, if, if a foreign body or a foreign virus is introduced into our immune system, do the white blood cells go, hey, I want to understand where you're coming from so we can come together and live. No, we eradicate the fucking virus or the foreign body. These people's rhetoric needs to be eradicated or I'm sorry, eventually you are going to be eradicated. We're going to treat you like the Nazis. So, I mean, the House is now calling for articles of impeachment, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. Probably Monday. Now, obviously, we're, you know. On the 20th, this guy's gone anyways, right? Yes. So this is a symbolic gesture, which I'm fully behind. I support it 100% because there needs to be repudiation Mm -hmm. when something like this happens. Donald Trump not only incited this thing, he then doubled down in his little stupid video recorded response saying thank you (laughs) to all these fucking people. You know what I mean? That is a level of balls that I can't even fucking wrap my head around man like i don't have that kind of balls to be that just fuck it you know what i mean Jesus. it's unbelievable i've never seen i've never seen a movement like this in my mm-hmm. lifetime i don't think it's ever existed well th- that was the thing like that that's a thing it's not a movement a movement has a purpose yes that was where i was going back before when i said i understand it i get it like you don't want this i get it i see where you're i don't agree with you i don't get this I don't get this. This isn't a movement because there isn't a direction. There's nowhere to go. You storm the Capitol building. You take it over. Now what? You got nothing. There's nothing to lean on. You guys are just mad and acting out. Your monkey's throwing shit in a fucking zoo. That's all you are. You have no disciplined measure. Other revolutions and you guys, the fact that you think this was a revolution is hilarious. That chick the fact, is a revolution. The, We're storming the Capitol. The fact <laughs> that you don't think there can be Black Hawk helicopters and fucking missiles on you and you are 
decimated within seconds. Mm-hmm. You're fucking naive yeah. and sad and dumb. And I'm sorry, but you're still Americans and you're part of what we're what's happening. And I know we're going to have to make room for you moving forward. I just hope you're okay with the room we give you. Yeah. Because I'm not giving you a lot of quarter. I'm not okay with being bipartisan. You blew that chance. Yep. I'm not going to shake your hand across the aisle anymore. Mm-hmm. Where it's time, like I said before, for the adults to fucking get the room back. We're going to calm shit down. And I've, I've said on this program, I'm not a huge fan of Kamala or Biden. Nope. I'm just not. I think they're corporatist. I think they're very self-involved. And I've got huge problems with them politically. But I'd rather have an adult discourse about that than what's happening right now. You have no basis to be upset other than the fact that you're upset. Yep. You yep. lost. And I hate losing too, man. I've played I played baseball my whole life. And I, man, I hated losing games. But you lost. Yep. So now take your ball and fucking go home and let the adults do their job. And I mean, to be clear, we don't want to have an environment that's like North Korea where people are not allowed to show their, I mean, obviously the right to go out and protest is, is vital. To, it's constitutional system, yes. but these guys are running around playing dress up by the way, which mm-hmm. I find really fucking with loaded weapons. And stupid. Yeah. Why with you, loaded weapons. Why are you wearing a Viking helmet? Yelling fucking fuck boomers. And you know what I mean? Whatever kind of stupid nonsense they get off 4chan or fucking Reddit. You know what I mean? The, it, this is the most, ignorant, immature fucking uh, political movement that has ever happened in this country, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Tea Party used to embarrass me. Are you shitting me? Yeah, I will dude. take a Tea Party or... It's a fucking Mensa meeting you know at the what Tea I mean? Party. Because the Tea Party was all about a fucking shirt and a sign. and <laughs> You know what I mean? These guys are... They're playing a game. They're playing... Uh, it, it, it's a... It's a I can't think of the word I'm trying to fucking think of, but it, they're playing a game. I'm not allowed to finish sentences. No, no, so no. Wait, you. Please finish that sentence because I struggled through that. I'm kidding. <laughs> it, I, I just don't understand it, man. I, I'm I, so baffled. I, I'm baffled by it, too. And I think that from now on, uh, MAGA will no longer mean make America great again. It now means my ass got annihilated because that is what has happened to you socially. That is what has happened to you politically. You guys are all now such a huge, you've become the, you became what you said that you weren't for so long. The Nazi party, something that when you hear MAGA, you hear Trump is going to make people sick to their stomachs. Even the people that were fucking supporting him until two weeks ago or supporting him until this election, they're good. It's going to inspire a feeling of dread or disgust in most humans on this planet forever, except for the very small fringe of people. Like we still have neo-Nazis. Sure. We still have white supremacists. That's a very, very small, but very, very loud segment of our fucking community. Um, one of the biggest things about the impeachment that I think is important is two, two things. One, if we impeach him and he actually gets convicted in the Senate, this is my favorite part. If he gets convicted by the Senate, he and his entire family lose their security detail for the rest of their lives. And what I'm hoping is that that shit happens and then it's go. fucking John Wick, dude. It's everybody's phones going off. Open contract on Trump. I want to see everybody's fucking phones going off and I just want to see that orange dude turned into a pink mist. I love the pink mist analogy. I'm not going to stop with it. I'm hoping he gets murked after he loses his security detail forever. Also, once he gets censured, well, he cannot run again in 2024. I'll make this argument. I don't want him to get shot or killed or turned into a pink mist. Oh, I want the martyr thing. I want him perp walked in an embarrassing fashion in shackles in a fucking orange jumpsuit because it's going to match the tone of his bullshit <laughs> skin. You know what I mean? I want him embarrassed. I want him humiliated. I want him brought down to a fucking human level because he's a most pathologically narcissistic 
fucking human being that I think I've ever seen. Agreed. And I've met some people. Yeah. And I'm one. I, I, I can spot a narcissist, my friend. Oh, yeah. Because I know what the fuck it is. Yeah, game knows, game you can spot knows game. a narcissist from yeah. a mile away. Game knows game, dude. Yeah. I look in the mirror every morning and talk to myself about right? what a handsome devil I am. I, it, it's, it's yeah, this, I mean, fuck, dude. It, the problem with the impeachment thing is it has to go through the Senate, which is controlled by Mitch McConnell. So he will never be impeached. Um, but symbolically. It's looking, though. Um, we. It, like they, they could get it through. There's enough Republicans now that are that will vote for him to nah, go because they nah, they really it, know that they need to save this is, their legacies. Now. This is McConnell's party again. So if the, if, if Trump's out. It is McConnell's back? Uh, he owns the Republican Party at this point. Nobody's scared of Trump anymore. And the the most hilarious thing about it is like all of like. They buried themselves during this. They could have went out with a little bit of fucking grace and people would have still went, you know, I didn't know if that election was fraudulent. You know what? I don't know. They could have went out with the thought that it could have been, but now they've definitively proven that it isn't. Yep. And it, they, they've written their own legacy. So now when you think of Trump, and, and this is the thing that burns him the most. He knows he's, he's on death story, 74. He knows he doesn't have a lot of time left. His legacy and forever his legacy will be he was the president that allowed this to happen. And number two, he's the only he's the third president in history that only got one term. He is he Mm -hmm. every day he wakes up and knows he got his fucking ass Mm -hmm. kicked. Oh, and and enjoy that. And enjoy the fact he's the only president whose congressional library will actually be an adult bookstore on Colfax in Denver. <laughs> Dude, I don't think he can afford that property. Right he's four hundred million dollars in debt. <laughs> right. That guy's owned yeah. by China and other countries. Trust me. Yeah. I don't think he can buy dick right now. That area of Denver is rapidly being gentrified. I, I know. Yeah, it's very expensive. It's That's where Casa, Bon- Casa Bonita used to be in the hood. And now it's like you can get a nice. Oh, fucking cocktail. Although I think he, he could probably afford a newsstand in Aztec. Oh, well, I think that's well, the Trump I Memorial newsstand. I inherited three of them. Well, that's because it's only $4 <laughs> per square mile, Aztec. <laughs> it's on Real the corner estate. of Orale and Ijole. My favorite is the one by the A&W. Yeah. <laughs> you get steak fingers? Steak pick up finger a magazine? Uh, if you were um, really sick of just this nonstop news cycle of everybody constantly talking about the Capitol Hill insurrection, sorry, we had to talk about it. We felt like we needed to get through this. So. Well, when something happens for the first time in history and you yeah. can't just fucking duck it, dude, like no, eventually things, the first time of things in history will stop and then we'll get back to the business of being us. But every time we have a new podcast, something else happens as the first time in history. Well, hey, and by the way, we never we didn't have an opportunity to say congratulations, Georgia. You did the right thing. Georgia. Georgia. Congratulations. We have all three fucking branches of government. And at this point, let's fucking nut up or shut up. Yep. Please. Please, yep. please, please. Uh, uh, and so Georgia elected their first black senator and their first Jewish senator. Amen. Yep. Good I job, Georgia. Seth, Seth MacFarlane had a great thing where it was like setting it up like a joke. And he's like, he just posted a picture of them holding hands and went, a Jew and a black guy walk into the Senate and tell Mitch to sit the fuck down. <laughs> I, <like that. laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good joke. It doesn't even need a punchline. The premise <laughs> is gold. So let's uh, pay some bills, boys. Yep, we got to pay the bills. Hey kids, are you super cute but can't read? Are you tired of all these faggy liberal toys? Hey! Introducing Bobert Barbie. 
the first doll protected by the Second Amendment. Each Bobert Barbie comes with her own Glock pistol, concealed carry holster, and a selection of three Bobert mugshot trading cards. And that's not all. Maybe you've heard of a kung fu grip? Well, Bobert Barbie has a grip on absolutely nothing. Reading, decency, race, reality, none of it. And just like U.S. Representative Lauren Bobert, all of her parts are plastic. Bobert Barbie, available exclusively at the Wild Horse Saloon. We're back, everybody. Uh, this is the time where we get to voicemails. If you'd like to send us a text message or voicemail, you can call us at 970-426-5344. Founding fathers. 970-426-5... They're starting to get distracting. Like, I don't know. I, I fell off talking because in my head, I'm just... It's fucking equations like a beautiful mind. Like, what is he talking about? How is this relevant? Or you can hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or now Twitter. Are we live on We're Twitter? We're live on Twitter. And um, I have tweeted the amount that normal people would tweet in about a year in the span of three days. So if you want to see a lot of stream of consciousness, crazy Sean Mo nonsense, go to our Twitter feed at Whiskey Reel. <laughs> um, we have one voicemail, but it is uh, strange. But let's take a listen. And I'm not proud to be an American. <laughs> And that's it. And I, I had asked, I'd post a story on Instagram that was like, I'm sure you guys have a lot to say about is today. That, We'd love to hear it. And that sums it all up, I think, for a lot is of Is that us. our favorite college student? I don't know. We don't, I didn't recognize the number. I, I don't have the number. She didn't introduce herself. It sounded like her, though. A little, a little bit, bit. But I didn't. I, I have her number in my phone now, and I would have recognized it, oh, I think. See. Ooh, could that be uh, Alyssa? Pow, it could be. Oh, my, maybe. Could be, no, because I, I have her number. Yeah, you, you have, have a number. number. Show All right. Up. Well, if you know who you are, in a very Blake Crouch fashion, your economy of verbiage <laughs> during that, you communicated more, I think, with four words than we could have this whole podcast. You're <laughs> you're the anti Toby Keith, Kobe Which, Teeth, Kobe Teeth. You're Kobe Teeth, Kobe Teeth. They did a uh, there was this great show on MTV Two called Wonder Shows and back in the early aughts where it was a puppet show that looked like it was meant for kids, but it was the most deplorable, horrific adult content you can imagine. And they had a character named Kobe Teeth who they'd cut to every now and again, and he'd just be like, and it was great. It was almost like the laughing bits, but you know. I've n- I, I don't yeah. remember that show at all. But I, I told you I was going to give you the DVDs, because, and I told you you can only watch one or two episodes at a time because you f- start to feel like you're becoming a bad person yeah. after you watch more than <laughs> two episodes. I clearly am. And, and if I watch it, I'll just we'll cover disappear. that in my <laughs> If I watch it, I'll just disappear, because I'm already a piece of shit. So I will just start to fade <laughs> away like that dude in the meme that just gives peace out and fucking fades away. <laughs> so now we talk to the medias. The medias. We have to be watching boys. I don't, I don't know why he's German. I, I, I don't know why he's German either. Because the That's German weird. accent is one of the funniest sounding and also scary. So, national treasure, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> See what Get I did it? there? Get it? That was a turn of phrase. Oh. Did it, did, um, did it. Best. <laughs> they put out a Netflix documentary with Nicholas Cage hosting called The History of Swear Words, right? Yes. Yeah. Six episodes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe eight. And they go through one by one. There's one swear word that they kind of cover. Obviously, the first episode yeah. is about fuck. 
Of course. You know which I thought I mean? was which I thought was weird. I was like, you're gonna open up with the big one. You I know. I thought to. that would have been the last one. And that's the thing. Do you open up with the big one or do you, you make ha- it the yeah, last yeah, one? Yeah, have to get them. That's a newer you thing. Because that's the that is, right? That's I, the, I think you're right. That's the Donald Trump of Star Wars. And once they're in watching it, you're just hoping they're gonna like let the stream go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The show is really fucking funny. It's really adorable. Um there's a lot of talking heads on it. Yeah. Uh, 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 Sarah Silverman, Sarah Silverman and different young there. comedians. Who is the who is the black British chick? Because she's London. my favorite. She's a, I love she's her. She's I just want to see a talking head show with her. Talk. Just ask her questions about whatever. Yeah, she's great. And that that talking head thing actually worried me because I got to tell you, after like I love the '80s and the '90s and all those shows that were oh. that talking head thing, I got so over it. So when it started, well, it was I always see, Andy Dick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I see who's just high as balls anyway. Yeah, yeah, always just on just every gear. Yeah, just fucking jaw jaw in his way yeah. through a fucking episode. Yeah. And to, to see how much energy you had with a Halcyon suppository in each episode. And an amyl nitrate fucking cafe <laughs> latte. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but that, that worried it. How do you suck a dick when your jaw's that clenched? I don't understand. It worried me. <laughs> Sorry, Andy Dick. It worried great. me. But... It was different. They the, the talking head people, they can swear. And it's, it's a lot different than all that other stuff. So don't let yeah. that deter you. No, they had Nikki Glaser and Jim Jeffries and like comedians. Nikki Glaser, I got a Nikki Glaser problem. There's something about yeah, her. There's something wanna, about her. You want to do a swear word to her? It's her. It's, I, do, I want to do many you swear words to put her. Put it in her swear words. I want to do all of the swear words. <laughs> uh, she's, I'm going to put know. my swear word in your swear word. I like word. her comedy a lot. <laughs> um, I'm move it around. I like her comedy a lot. And, and I found that certain comedians comedy I have to be in the mood for because- I tried to watch Whitney Cummings special on Netflix and I got Yikes. like two minutes into it and I didn't like it at all. And it was in a huge theater. Then again, I saw her live at the comedy store last December and she fucking killed it and was hilarious. There's a lot to be said for being in the moment and being in a smaller club, sure. it's different material. Um, but same thing with Nikki Glaser. I've seen great moments of hers and then I've seen other ones that just seem, eh. but I, there's something about her that's super sexy to me. Yeah. The way she yeah, talks, combo of everything. She doesn't need to wear the one shoulder dresses like it's 2008 anymore though. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's coming. Isn't. It's coming back. Is, is it, it coming back? Yeah. Oh shit. Back. All right. Katie, I, my I, wife just threw away all her one shoulder things. From I have it on good authority. You know. I, see, I used back. to have a Sarah Silverman thing. I Me still too. have a Sarah Silverman. Um, she looked really weird in this. She looked really weird in it. and She's like 50, guys. She looks I, great. Oh, oh I know. She I great. know she's 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Uh, the camera knows, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Gosh. We just, we're going to get Me Too now. Wow, we just shit all over it's Sarah about, Silverman and Andy Dick. Uh, she's a Jew looks. and Sean's a Nazi. It's not about her looks. It's the content of her character. It is the content of her character. And she's hilarious. Now, I always had a... Silverman thing for her. I thought she was just adorable as shit. And I love crass women as I it do is. too. You know what I, I mean? married one. I <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I very much married a Silverman. <laughs> Worked out great. Yeah. <laughs> for 16 years. Yes. So did you guys watch all the uh I watched all you of watched it. You watched all of it. I think I've only watched the first couple. four or five. Um Dick was one of my favorite ones. I probably just because I'm a dude who's obsessed with dick jokes because we all are. That one was the most uh that one was the most interesting to me to see how it turns how it I thought there was gonna be a better origin, but literally it was the word started as a nickname for Richard, and then how it became um uh, referred to as a dick was because of some pole on a ship yeah, for yeah. shipping and I was like that that was really interesting to me and that that word I just love the idea that that word like did, people stopped calling themselves dick just because of a cultural revolution of turning someone's word nickname right. into a swear word everyone named Richard calls himself Rick 
I promise mm-hmm. you, or Rich, or some shit like they that. They do. They're not calling themselves Ricky. Dick. I, I usually call them Dickard. Dickard? And it pisses them off. Yeah. They don't hey, want to, Dickard. They don't want to be reminded of that. I know. I, that Bustos. I used to call Bustos Dick anytime I was pissed at him. Yeah. Where did Dicky? Dicky's a Richard derivation. Dicky yeah. Roberts, yeah, former child star? Yeah. Yes. David Spade's fucking magnum opus? <laughs> Dicky Roberts, former no, child that star? That would be Joe Dirt. Oh, Joe Dirte? Joe Dirte. Don't try to church it up, boy. It's dirt. Oh, that's one of those movies you guys can enjoy. <laughs> I, so it, let me tell you something about that movie. <laughs> no, fuck this. Do you know what's funny? Speaking of that, this I this is tangentially leading Let's back. Let's do it. This is what we do. Dude, speak of Joe Dirt made me think of Kid Rock. Kid Rock <laughs> makes me think of Donald Trump. So this is how I'm getting here. Do you know what I said in the middle of the insurrection? The fucking, the, the, the blown coup. I was like, wouldn't this be awesome if all the lights shut off and then Kid Rock started playing? <laughs> and that's really why they were there. They were just like the scaffolding blows up and fireworks and it's ba with the ba. Like More fucking guerrilla marketing. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. He's a king of it. He is the king of guerrilla marketing. Yeah, Kid so Rock. that's God. that's how we He's get a from sharp cookie. David Spade. God. To the riots in the Capitol. <laughs> I love that. I'll, <laughs> I'll say thing. two things about Kid Rock. One, I watched RoboCop 3 last night. Two, he's still the worst thing that's happened to Detroit. <laughs> I got, uh, wow. Yikes. I'm going to go Detroit Lions 1. <laughs> Kid Rock oh, yeah. 1B. Yeah. Let's How's go. their drinking water? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard it's great. Yeah. How's their drinking poison? Hey, what's how much water's in this poison? Is pretty much what they <laughs> yeah, ask. What's yeah, the What's much. the ratio? They're actually uh, gentrifying Detroit. It's going to be now known as Detroit. Detroit. And they're going to raise all the rents. Detroit. Oh, oh, man, it's where rich Canadians go to summer. Yeah, that's gross point. But uh, <laughs> gross point. it is gross point. <laughs> I believe I saw Ackroyd and Cusack shooting at each other there. But it's fun. Uh, Nick Cage is. I mean, he's like perfect. you were saying, he's born for this. Perfect. He, He's just weird enough to make being a host of this yes. show like perfect. It, it, it's very cute. And it's for being a cuss show, like my kid walked into the room while it was on and Rex had to remind me it was on. I was like, oh, shit, probably not a good thing. Uh, but but it was like it was so inoffensive for being about cuss words yeah. that I like didn't even think twice about it. Right. But it, but it's very cute. I'd almost say like if you have like a. Somebody 15 and older, 14 and older. Yeah. Like you could watch it with them and it would be funny. You'd get a chuckle out of it because it's just so silly and absurd. And it does give you the derivation of the words. Yeah. They, they have like no, actual fascinating, actually. Yeah. Doctors and people that are, you know, uh, understand lexicography and how, how mm-hmm. this works. They, mm-hmm. They've written dictionaries and those so people, it's kind of cool. And those people are interesting as fuck. Yeah. Um, but the, it, and the Nicholas Cage is so self aware in it. And that's one of the great things about yes. Nicholas Cage is he realizes what what a crazy fuck he is. And the fact that they somehow got the licensing to pull all the relevant clips they wanted of his acting performances. When he uses some of the words, when they started throwing in clips from face off and stuff, I was like, Oh my God, this is like perfect. (laughs) It's so perfect. You know, it's funny. You brought up John Cusack. Uh, They have both fallen into that world of video on demand. Uh, They are working actors. Yes. You know what I mean? Man, we grew up with both of those gentlemen. Studs. Studs. They were, my favorite people. Yeah. I mean, John Cusack especially was just... Oh, yeah. Cus- Cusack has that series, though, that he was on. That he's oh, yeah. on currently. That's a dope-ass series. Yeah, what's it called? Utopia. Oh, oh I have seen that. That, you you need to... I saw the pilot. That's the next thing you should do. Okay. It's about a... Okay, check this out. The premise of the show. 
Cusack plays the bad guy, number one, which is always awesome when he plays the bad guy. But uh, what makes this show really cool, it's about a bunch of comic book nerds that figure out that there's a comic called Dystopia. And they start putting together pieces that are hidden within the panels of the comic book. And then they form a little society that starts figuring out like this is real. And then one of the comic book characters presents themselves to the group and it takes off into this road of like crazy shit. And so the next thing to figure out the whole entire thing, the same author that made dystopia makes utopia. And the whole premise of the show is getting the pages so they can figure out the puzzle. Mm. And Cusack is the bad guy. That's all I need to say. That sounds yeah. and it's violent. Amazing. Have and you watched it? I don't remember. And even <laughs> the illustration in it, like the comic books they use, like whoever drew it, it's fucking That's dope. So That's amazing. I'm such a Cusack yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, anyway, but it's weird that they've now turned I, it almost like a punchline. Yeah, they do. They do whatever the fuck they want. Nicholas Cage, but does they it sprinkle he needs in the good money. work. They do. Dude, Nick Cage has had two, some of the best horror in the last like what was three it, years. Mandy. Mandy, Mandy was, was that shit was amazing, amazing, and the the color, color, from space. color from space. What the he was fantastic. Fuck. That was so good. The, one was of the great. best Lovecraft adaptations. And he ever. also did the Parent movie, the tongue in cheek. Oh, the Parent, yeah, that was, that was great too. That fucking was so amazing. Fun. So I think, like Sean, I think you said it best. Nick Cage has gotten to a point now where he's self aware. He knows he's Nick Cage. That he's a caricature of himself, yep. and that's what he plays now. And yep. that's kind of the best Nick Cage. And there's only two yeah. ways you can go about that. Either you become self aware when you become that crazy. Or you turn into somebody like Ted Nugent or something who just keeps the lie and like right. keeps denying how crazy you are. Hmm. So if you're crazy out there, accept it. Are we going Kid Rock, Ted Nugent? Hmm. What do they have in common? Ooh, here, oh, here's one. <laughs> Fuck wow. Donald Trump! <laughs> it makes me feel so nostalgic to talk about John Cusack and Nicolas Cage. Speaking of nostalgia. Oh, good fucking segue, Bob. See what nice. I did? See what I did? Yep. So we just got Netflix's dick firmly pressed in, uh, against our consoles we're, today. <laughs> yeah, we're full. Well, I mean, after that fucking top that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was their it's the only, it's the only platform I stream. Yeah, Amen. Right? In this whole Netflix streaming world of uh, bingeable series, nostalgia has started to really become a thing. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things, yes. in my mind, is what really kind of kicked it all off. American Horror I mean, Story, the I, slasher American Horror one. Story. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's become very de rigueur. It, it's, exactly. It's the, like 80s nostalgia. So, obviously, we're in, what, season three of Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. And uh, it, it is a nostalgia overload. It's, it is intensely so, stupid. It's in also so many parts. Crazy stupid watchable. I mean, it's so easy. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I am emotionally invested. How my day goes depends on our Miguel and Sam getting back together. (laughs) Are Johnny and fucking Daniel son going to put their shit aside? What happens at the end of Kreese's Vietnam war flashback narrative? What is happening? I know it's something else. Um, There are moments in that show that make me cringe so hard. I can barely watch it. And then Mm -hmm. 30 seconds later, I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because the nostalgia is so overpoweringly perfect. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's... Well, and I'm a big fan of Karate Kid, too. Not anywhere near as good as the first one, but it's fun. And it, and when they go to Okinawa, there's a lot of cool shit that happens. The fact that they have pulled so many characters, having the actors from the second one come back when Daniel goes to Okinawa in that episode. And I'll tell you, that's the episode that I cried the most. Yeah. No, um, that was that one was interesting. That one made me cry twice when I was watching it in 20 minutes because yeah. of the, the talking it, when he starts talking about Mr. Miyagi because Ralph Macchio hasn't lost a step with regards to acting. He can be a little cheesy sometimes, but he really channels like Daniel from back in the day and when he talks about Pat Morita, 
I don't know if he's pulling in, like if they had a really close relationship because of those movies and he's actually thinking about Pat Morita when he's talking yeah. about uh, Mr. Miyagi in the show. But the, I have to agree with you that, yes, there's emotional parts, but there are those moments where I'm like, God, that's so cheesy. And I have so dumb. I've put it in a category where it's like a step above. Um, it's a step above soap operas with regards to acting and with regards to production value, but it is emotionally manipulative and, and definitely like over the top in every respect that soap operas are. <laughs> 100 fucking percent. <laughs> they do rely on the nostalgia thing a little bit too much. I think they also, I mean, not everyone knows karate in the valley. But like um, everyone gets into karate fights, just break. You're out from the valley, so <laughs> I'm from fucking the Great One Eight. I'm I'm from I'm San Fernando I'm Valley. Leaving. Sorry, guys. And what I will say is we are all trained in oh. the martialist of arts. <laughs> you have no idea in the martialist. Um, and of arts? I wanted to throw I wanted to throw in a little side note too. Um, Ralph Macchio at the filming of the original Karate Kid, ten years older than Pat Morita. Little known fact. Yep. He was 67 when he filmed the first movie. <laughs> Nobody knows this. No, he doesn't really age. He still he looks like a, a he looks like Benjamin Button. He looks like a wrinkly little Italian boy. Yeah. Dude, I, <laughs> I I remember going to that apartment building because my friends lived there, like where Daniel grew up. Like that. Oh yeah. That is as nostalgia growing up in the valley as a, a kid. Like like Karate Kid was our shit. Like everything was a fucking callback. Yeah. To growing up. And I don't know this for sure because I haven't looked, but I imagine that all of a sudden karate is a thing again. That's a beautiful thing. And Bobby can attest to this more than than us. But the beautiful thing about MMA is it exposed all of these martial arts. Yes. Karate's garbage. Like Just by, on like, its own, like, yeah. Karate and Taekwondo are great bases to learn how to do other shit. Yeah, you learn like, your you forms, learn how right? to kick correctly. You learn your forms, <laughs> but like honestly, fuck off, dude. Learn yeah. how to box if you want to defend yeah. yourself. Yeah. The rest of it's dog and shit, that's, and that's why it's a sport. And that's the thing; it's a sport. These kids are well, not the kids in the show, and the but it's the kids dis- in the show. In this season, I've seen more crazy fights, and I'm like, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, well, no, that's fucking battery. Well, no, you should probably go to juvie for that. <laughs> like, especially the high school fight. At the, by the way, if you haven't seen the end of the second season where they have the giant I fight in the not. high school, uh, the, those kids are fucking talented. That was a yeah. fucking compelling fucking martial arts spectacular. Watching them fight each other at the end of season no, two. It was great. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched Cobra Kai, but the, even though karate's garbage, it, no karate. It any really martial is, art dude. by itself is Although, garbage because it has when it comes especially to like fighting in the street. I'll tell you this: if you want your kid to be able to defend himself, do one fucking thing and put him in wrestling. Yeah, if he can learn how to wrestle, that's the other. That's that the fucking other. animal will take care of himself mm-hmm. for the rest of his life. Never want to fight a wrestler. Never. Half, the, half the bouncers I worked with. Uh, shout out to my South Bay crew in the, in California. Anybody that remembers the old bar Boswell's, half of that. Oh, by the way, Boswell's was the bar I worked at where I was a door guy with John Fitch. <laughs> yeah. And everybody there was like, let jo- anytime some guy got real aggro, we're like, let John handle yeah, it. Yeah, John can handle it. And at that. the time, John was really skinny and put on more weight and he had pink hair. And we were all like, yeah, sure, bud, you're going to be a oh, UFC dude. fighter. Whatever, dude. Fitch, he could wrestle. Yeah, Fitch fucked people up. Yeah. But half the door guys there were all college wrestlers. Because, oh, yeah. uh, because and, and they used to always tell me, hey, bud, every fight, you can throw all the punches you want. Every fight goes to the ground. And the that's ground. where, if you have a wrestling background, Everybody's powerless. Lights that, out. I, I and that those are the, that's what I'm. Those are the two things that I would I would lean on. You can get rid of all the overseas like Muay Thai definitely could help because you can clinch and do stuff like yes. that. Wrestling and, and American boxing are two things that you'll be fine. 
Yeah. Be, if you know how to plant your foot and throw a punch, and if you know how to take somebody to the ground and, and, and dominate them, forget all the dumb shit. You don't need any spinning fucking back kicks and crane kicks and stop it. No. Nope. Just stop it. It's a good way to get your skulls <laughs> It's a good in. way to get fucked. <laughs> but I love Ralph Macchio. I, well, so- Macchio is, I have a not super popular opinion about The Karate Kid. The first one? I think it's his third best movie. Yeah, it's probably and true. Then in, yeah. Are you going to go Outsiders? Ooh, Ooh son. I got to think about that one. That, that is a hot take. Yeah. Shout out to Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's what's up. Uh, <laughs> fuck Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> well, that's where the Outsiders that's was. Outsiders. That's where the Outsiders is from. Great. But one of the best casts Tulsa. of all time. Uh, Matt Dillon in that movie had a black guy that was real. That yeah. was a real black guy. Because he got his ass beat in the parking lot of a fucking 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you had Swayze. Big time in people. Rob Lowe. Yeah. Rob Lowe. Fucking, dude, you had fucking Tom Cruise. You Acting powerhouse C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. <laughs> fuck C. Thomas Howell. We've had this conversation years ago. Yeah, we can't do it. Yeah. But hey, I'm it. starting Rut- to hashtag soul man's not racist. <laughs> Rutger Howard should have taken a C. T- can't care C. Thomas <laughs> years ago. Wait. Howard had his fucking chance. You had your moment. Oh, Rutger. Got it. Uh, Crossroads. Ah. I love. One of my favorite that Crossroads. Is a great movie. First of all, Jamie Gertz. Mm-hmm. Just you, you rise to the top. The you Gertz, know, Gertz, the Gertz. Movie. I mean, that woman. The Gertz. That movie what was going on? Almost with her? no play nowadays. But want to know why? Because when you search Crossroads movie in fucking Google, what pops up? The, the Britney, Britney Spears, Britney Spears. Movie called Crossroads. That's an abomination. That was wow. a great movie. Steve Vai played the so, devil's fucking champion. Yes. And oh, God, man, I have was, that streaming on a media server. You do? That's a I wonderful do. movie. Yes. What purchased. was the other movie then? Uh, my cousin Vinny. Oh. oh yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, I understand that he he's wasn't a... the star of. I mean, but uh, but so you're said. saying the movie, his or perform his performance or the movie that he was in, it's better. Uh, the his movie's performance. Okay, yeah. The oh, movie. oh, my Karate, Karate Kid is, Karate is Kid. yeah, maybe his third or fourth best film. Yeah, I mean, it's what we're always going to remember Ralph Macchio. For. Of, course, of course, he but is the Karate he's Kid. Actually, had a nice little body of work. Yes, you know, and... he was in Beer League. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually really like that movie. Of course. No, Beer League's really fun. <laughs> no, it's fun. it's stupid. It's but the but the writing, the jokes are pretty fucking funny. I so and if you're Bobby looking for a movie that. to put in the background while you're high or drinking with your friends and just watching to watch for stupid reasons, it's a good stupid. Movie. <laughs> oh, it is the stepfathers of, <laughs> or, or stepbrothers. Yeah, is that the one you brought up? Are you a fan? You want to you want to alienate the entire audience? Tell them how you feel about stepbrothers. I don't love it. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Another one. Fine. I guarantee Bobby top tenner. Basketball. Oh, I love basketball. <laughs> See, I knew this. One. I love that shit. <laughs> See, I knew this. Because it's stupid. It's a fucking stupid naked gun style airplane it's style movie. So fucking dumb. <laughs> it is so fucking dumb. But guess what? You can play basketball and it's actually fucking How fun. Did I, play? I will watch Orgasmo. Oh, yeah. Orgasmo's different. Did you like Zach and Mary? Yeah. I like that movie I knew a lot. You would like that movie. Might be my favorite Did Cameron you like Super Bad? Yeah. Okay. All right. Like We're getting Superbad. warm. I like Super Bad a lot. We're getting warm. Did you like. 40-year-old version. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. So we've got some common ground, dude. So you like yeah, Apatow no, movies and when Kevin Smith does an Apatow movie. I don't like every Apatow movie. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, Zach and Mary is his most Apatow. Pretty much. Uh, Absolutely. It was well, essentially, and he's kind of alluded to it, but he was pretty, the studio pretty much asked him. To do an Apatow. Can you make an Apatow style movie? And he did. Apatow would be America's finest comedy director, probably <laughs> of all time. If the motherfucker would hire an editor. Yes, thank you. I mean, I don't need a Lord of the Rings style no. fucking movie with Paul uh-uh. Rudd. Thank you. 
I need an hour and a half. Yeah. And, and, and Jump know, is two and a half hours long. I don't know. I don't. So it's funny people. Funny What's people. the the 40, 40, 40, 40, 40. Oh my god! By the way, Fuck. I don't know if you could tell uh, old Judd there are other actresses. I, I know that he can hire. I know then his He's, wife. Yeah. I'm tired of looking at that bitch. Yeah. Leslie Mann. He robs zombies. The She's shit out fine, of her. but Jesus, dude. I know. I used to have a thing for her, and you want to know why? Because my mom guy. took me to see jo- George of the Jungle. The stupid George of the Jungle movie oh, with, with, Brendan uh, Fraser. with Brendan Fraser. At near the end of that, they show her in like a fucking Tarzan yeah, Jane, like like solid furry bikini, and I was like, "Holy shit!" With the old fat boy Fraser. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, Leslie Mann's pretty put together. Puffy. She's old great. Chinese buffet She's Fraser. Great. Chinese buffet. Oh, hometown Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> old Subway Rewards oh, Card Fraser. Golden Corral Fraser. Uh, wow, we have <laughs> old. KFC Famous Bowl Fraser. <laughs> double, what is it? The double, the double down, down sandwich. Double down Fraser. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Fried chicken's the bread. We're I killing wanna, you. I want to take Brendan Fraser on a bar crawl down Colfax. Oh my God, dude. Because there's so me? much great fatty food. <laughs> You can hit Popeyes you know and Voodoo Donuts. You can hit that little fucking uh, Irish bar down there. Like, there's oh, so yeah. many places you can get some intense fucking the snug. There you you, go. There's so many places you can get intense. I hear he food. does double downs and he dips it in shepherd's pie yeah. and eats it <laughs> like a spoon. That's can I get a ramekin of shepherd's pie wrapped in some pinche That's tacos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's it cost for a side of shepherd's pie with your? Can I add that as a side? This is a side. Yeah. <laughs> That's your dipping sauce is shepherd's pie. No, I went to, I went to a restaurant once where no, it was a village inn. I was at a village inn and I went, Katie, there's a chicken fried steak option for your sides. <laughs> As a side, you can get a chicken fried. It was like a little four that ounce. Weird thing I've ever heard. Brilliant. I know. I was like, I was like, no. And so I, I order it and across the table, Katie's mom looks at me and she goes, Did you just order a chicken fried steak as your side? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, a little bit. <laughs> I'm the fat champion. <laughs> uh, they had a skillet called the country skillet. Oh, which yeah. Was oh, my just God. Diced up chicken fried steaks, and I'm pretty sure it's steaks, <laughs> not one steak. And a bunch of potatoes. There and are four peppers cows and, and six and steaks in that thing. It was fucking ridiculous. It's none of what you said's okay. 7,000 calories. You know when Cracker Barrel fucking kicks you off their mailing list for subversion? That's where you're at. When Cracker Barrel says it's not okay, you know you have a problem. <laughs> it you... blocks you from Twitter because you're yeah. disgusting to Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel, That's home of dipping string cheese in liquid cheese. <laughs> yeah. So Cobra Kai's good. Cobra Kai's, Cobra Kai's fine. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> You'll love it. I, I, I got through a few episodes and I get what you mean. I haven't. I, the thing that kind of put me off, I'm so far down the rabbit hole on Korean sci-fi mm. detective shows. Oh, and yeah. Just off the wall weird shit. Thank you, Netflix. That they provide nowadays during the pandemic. I heard, I think it was you, Bobby, that told me. He was like, yeah, the second season kind of meh. And I was like, you know what? That's all I needed to hear. At that point, I was like, I got other shit I can watch. Um, But I will go back and check it out. There's two episodes in that, like the first episode. But this one's good. The third season's good. The third season's great. And the second season's great. But the first couple, in the first three episodes, there's a lot of this, like, it seemed like the writers had trouble 
writing themselves out of the end of the first season. Yeah. And it ended up being a little clunky. Yeah. Yeah. Was. But once you get past it, the end of the second season the end is the fucking season. just like, holy fuck. It shit. sets everything up. They did a great yeah. job there. But yeah. Um, but it's a watch, though. It's fuck it, man. You're, you're, yeah. We're all about to be quarantined again. So watch yep. some Cobra Kai. Yeah. We had all the cases jump up. I said, I, 500%. I mean, I hate fucking being right about all this all the time. And yeah. it sucks because you people are predictable. Yeah. You do the bad things that you shouldn't do. Yep. And we went from three cases in one day to five to eight to 17 to 44 and now we're gonna have to shut everything down at the end of next week bet on it i don't want to be right but i will be but and hopefully after that after this next wave then we can act like fucking adults well thank god our governor moved to fake orange so quickly uh before we're actually looking at numbers they call it actually they go from red to donald trump to true orange after that. To true orange. I thought Donald Trump was true orange. I no, dude, that's I, what he under, asks for when he goes to bear. Underneath the color swatch. Underneath all of that, he looks like fucking Nosferatu, dude. He's yeah. all pasty and veiny. He's actually. clear. He's he yeah. looks like he looks like fucking uh, Palpatine at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yes. <laughs> Our grossest president since Garfield. It's pretty yeah. fucking amazing. I think Taft could have been a top. Taft was pretty gross too. And Roosevelt a was a dumb cripple. There's I, that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> he was very distinguished. Hey, uh, we're wondering uh, in this new deal, uh, working legs part of it? <laughs> oh wow, wow, too and soon, just guys. too far, Sean. Hey, you can Jeez make fun Christ. of people that fuck their cousins and marry them. FD, he did. Do he that. married his first Who? cousin, like Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, yeah, he. FD, oh. Yeah, FDR Jerry Lee Lewis, his cousin for sure. Isn't that the entire British royalty? <laughs> I mean, kind of all. how they. They're poster children Just for saying. inbreeding. Western civilization is basically built on incest. And inbreeding. So... There, there you go. They don't just fuck them. They birth them. They birth them. I was told I'm not allowed to fuck anybody that's not white because my dick will explode. Pure. So does all inbreeding lead to bad teeth and huge ears? Or is it just Clearly. England? And, 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 and weird teeth. Sometimes they're huge. They're just... Mm. Not just the fact they protrude. The actual size of the tooth. The size of it's, the tooth. Uh, I believe they're Which I called think is the summer teeth? Gum recession? I thought it was for hunting. I don't know. I thought it was evolutionary. So now is the time of the show where we're going to wrap up and very violently clutch our pearls of wisdom. Bobby, would you like to start? Um, Yeah, I'll start. Um, I've learned a lot this week about (laughs) conflict resolution. Bobby's saying this directly to me, if anybody. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not saying. You should be. (laughs) We here at the Whiskey Reel to pull the curtain back just a little bit, had a bit of a kerfuffle amongst our ranks. And obviously we love each other. We're brothers. We take care of each other. We defend each other. Sometimes we also are fucking horrible to each other. And that has happened on occasions throughout the history of the Risky Will. <laughs> and you said it on accident. I know, I know I said it on accident. And this week I think needs to be held up as a very cathartic watershed type of moment for us. We are going to move forward. I think we actually handled things really well. And I think we made a really wise decision. We sat down immediately and we recorded a fucking podcast together. And I think it's going to turn out great. I think we've had a great conversation today and I think we're honestly going to come out of this loving each other a little bit more um, because once you get through the anger and you get through the hurt and you get through the ego part of it, because we all have it in the end, what you're dealing with is three human beings 
and we all have our own flaws and we all have peccadilloes and we all have things that we bring to the table that most of the time are very positive because we all have our own skill set and we bring talent to the table and sometimes we bring destruction and pain and anger and we don't always treat each other with enough respect but i think we learned a big lesson today and i think we're going to be so much better for resolving this conflict like three grown men and three professionals and i think it's really cool i'm, I'm proud of us today nice. you want me to take it you want to finish it off aaron Sure. Uh, if you couldn't tell, um, my uh, uh, a lot of the issues we were dealing with had to do with uh, my vitriolic approach to when I feel slighted or feel like I'm not being um, uh, appreciated or not being respected at the level that I think I can. My All of a sudden, the equations like a beautiful mind start going into my head of what are the things that I can say that will really cut somebody. What can I do that's going to make me win? Because that's what I think is that I'm going to win. That's as long as I hurt them enough, I'll win. And nobody really wins like that. Um, so what I've learned from all this is that I still have a lot of work to do when it comes to um, uh, not just only the way I express my anger, but how I approach it and letting things fester for too long. Like if you have a relationship out there with the, if there's something you haven't mentioned to your significant other, if there's something you haven't mentioned to your father, your mother, your, your kids, if there's something that you're waiting for to, to bring up to somebody and you've got this narrative made up in your head of how it's going to go and, and you start getting into that narrative in your head and you start playing it over and over again and getting angrier and angrier, it's only going to make it worse. So you owe it to yourself. And I felt like I owed it to you guys and I failed uh, in bringing up what I should have brought up before I did, before I just let it come out angry. And I, and that was wrong, man. And I'm really sorry. Hey man. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I mean, talk about pulling the curtain back. Um, yeah. I, I got something. I w- uh, let's leave it after that. And thank you, Sean. Thank you, Bobby for, you know, I'm glad we were able to make this work. We got a good product here that we're proud of. And we're going to continue to uh, spend the rest of the year getting it better. And that's kind of our commitment to ourselves and each other and to you guys, because that's kind of why we do it. Um, mostly for us, because we're narcissistic cunts, but a lot of, lot for you too. Um, I have something I, I just my clutcher pearls. I have something I do um, that I that I say at work or I've kind of acquired over the years um, that I say um, – I, I, I like metaphors a lot when I'm dealing with work and dealing with people and dealing with situations because it's easy for people to grasp the visual um, opposed to trying to get conceptual and, and high-minded about it or existential about it. I try to put it into a very simple layman's terms. And I have a thing where I say like to get better and to get into the fast lane, to get into the next lane over so you can go faster, sometimes you got to slow down to get over. And um, I always try to remember that sometimes you got to back off the gas and then you can get your spot and then you can accelerate. You don't always get over into the fast lane by acceleration. Mm. You get it sometimes by slowing down and moving over. And it feels like that's kind of what we did today. And we talk about doing is sometimes you got to just take your foot off the gas to get better um, in life. Um, some just going full speed ahead is great while you're in that lane. But when you're trying to go somewhere else, um, and you got to move over, man. And, and that, do, and that doesn't mean going faster. It means sometimes slowing down and that's on a personal level. That's on a more of a metaphysical level of mm-hmm. slowing down. Um, so I want to say, I love my boys here. 
I love this podcast and I love you guys that are listening. And um, I think we're all going to make a commitment to be a little bit better to each other and a little bit better for you. And I guess that's the point. Here, here. It's about you. I mean, it's about us. We're narcissistic pricks, like you said. But really, it's about you, <laughs> it is the about listener, <laughs> and how you. Listen. I mean, as a true narcissist, I will tell you it's about you and how you respond to me. To me. And make me <laughs> feel about myself. So if you could Amen. please start following us on Twitter because I've <laughs> tweeted 75,000 times in three days and we have eight followers. Please. Hey, Twitter's a nightmare. I know, dude. It's a tough one. That's a tough sell, bud. Dude, yeah. I heard. And no I, one in Durango uses Twitter. I had a Twitter account that was a fake account just to say the worst things imaginable back like five, six years ago. And it was at the boondock taint. <laughs> so if you can dig up any screenshots of that somewhere. I, I've, I've heard Twitter referred to as a social platform as the wild horse of social platforms. <laughs> That's what I've heard it. If we allow state election laws as set forth by state legislatures to be ignored and manipulated on the whims of partisan lawsuits, unelected bureaucrats, unlawful procedures, and arbitrary rules, then our constitutional republic will cease to exist. The oath that I took this past Sunday to defend and support the Constitution makes it necessary for me to object to this travesty. Otherwise, the laws passed by the legislative branch merely become suggestions to be accepted, rejected, or manipulated by those who did not pass them. Madam Speaker, I have constituents outside this building right now. I promised my voters to be their voice. In this branch of government, which I now serve, it is my separate but equal obligation to weigh in on this election and object. Are we not a government of, by, and for the people? They know that this election is not right, and as their representative, I am sent here to represent them. I will not allow the people to be ignored. Madam Speaker, it is my duty under the U.S. Constitution to object to the counting of the electoral votes of the state of Arizona. The members who stand here today and accept the results of this concentrated, coordinated, partisan effort by Democrats, where every fraudulent vote cancels out the vote of an honest America has sided with the extremist left. The United States Congress needs to make an informed decision, and that starts with this objection. I yield the balance of my time to the gentleman from Florida, Mr. Brian Mass. <laughs>